the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888 888- Four three two seven four three four, and now please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are in your kitchen or your car, whatever's going on with you, even technical difficulties and the false starts, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm ready. We can communicate via telephone, radio, 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital, 1090 AM, in uh, the AM, on the AM station. And of course, uh, WAVA has been around for over 20 years, and God has used this station uh, to communicate God's truth for so long. But we also are on social media, so if you're on uh, our social media page, at Anderson Speaks, thanks a lot for tuning in. We're here, we're live, we're ready, and this is Theological Thursday. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then open phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. But today is Theological Thursday. This is a call-in talk show. I'm going to tell you the topic, and I'm going to give you the number, and let's have a conversation. So on this Theological Thursday, our topic is the theology of one race. The theology of one race, and that's the human race. So even though we talk about different races. We even ask people when they call, you know, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, what is your ethnicity? What is your background? We like to look at that information, make sure we have balanced conversations. And of course, I'm in a church that's very diverse. So we're always kind of looking at those numbers saying, God, you know, it's look, it's like you're creating the United Nations right here. I mean, the, the, the truth of God is that we are all his children, even though some of us are black and white and Asian, male and female. It's just amazing uh, the beauty of God's kingdom, right? So we got that. But scripturally, there really is no delineation in races. There's only one race, and it's the human 
race. So I want to talk to you about how that affects how we see and talk about race. Should we just get rid of uh, the concept of race since it's a social construct? Or should we promote a one race kind of a biblical idea? What do you think about that? How do you think about ethnicity? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because at the end of the day, we want to build bridges between different kinds of people and hopefully we can help one another out. Let me give you my phone number, 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. And again, today we're talking about the theology of one race, the human race. And I'm going to take you to a passage after my prayer so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. My phone lines are currently open, so if you want to call me, now's the time to do it. And the question, what impact does the idea of one race have on you as a believer? What impact uh, does it have? Should it have an impact? Or uh, should we just kind of like keep talking about uh, the different races? And and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, okay? I'm going to bow for a short word of prayer, and then we're going to get started. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for the fact that you came to a race that was completely different uh, than yours, the human race, so that you can show us the love uh, that uh, you have for us. And we pray that that love comes through in our conversation today. We commit today's show over to you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Well, I have two passages for you. And if you want to get a hold of me again, let me give you the number. 888-432-7434, 888-432-7434. Bridge. I also want to let you know you can always hit me up on social media at Anderson Speaks. That's my handle for all my social media. So you can tweet what I'm saying. You can uh, shoot Instagram pictures. You can just hit hit me up on Facebook. I love it when you're there as well. Two passages, though. I want you to hear them. In uh, Psalm 24, verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So the earth is the Lord's and everything in it and all who live in it. So everyone belongs to the Lord in that sense, that he is the creator of all humanity. All right, so that's uh, Psalm 24, 1, right? Now go to uh, Acts chapter 17 and check out verse 24. And this is what it says. And this should, should bless you once you get what I'm saying. It says in Acts 17, 24, uh, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built with hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needs anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. Here it is. From one man, he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Oh, what a text, right? That's Acts 17. And verse 26 tells us, From one man he made every nation of men. So every nationality of humankind comes from one man. And that man is Adam, right? So you have Adam and, and Eve. 
when they have a child. From there is the human race uh, multiplying, and that human race then uh, eventuates and fruitfully multiplies into multiple nationalities or nations. And those nationalities and nations and, and then ethnicities all come from the same root, which is Adam. All right. And so there's really only one race, even though we talk about races and racism. You've got blacks and you've got whites and Caucasians and, and Asians. So we are coming from different nations and nationalities and from different races. Do you think then the fact that we come from one race theologically, that all men come from one man that God created and all nations come from that one couple, Adam and Eve, do you think that that could be God's way of trying to remind us that we're all connected? Like, can this help the issues of race in our nation? Can this help the issues of uh, domination and, and um, you know, the, the, the racism that by understanding we come from one couple? I want to hear from you. Do you think the idea of one race, the theology of one race, can actually help us deal with the divisions that we have amongst one another. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, maybe even your questions. My phone number, 888-43-BRIDGE. smelly basement let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, 
back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. We are talking about the theology of one race. And I uh, read uh, from Acts uh, 17 and also from uh, Proverbs, I mean, uh, uh, Psalms 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and, and the fullness thereof, everything in it, and the world, the people who live in it. So God owns everything, uh, the whole world he owns, and all the people come from him. All right, whether they're saved or not saved is not the issue here. All people from the human race come from him. He made us all. And then it's affirmed back in, in the New Testament in Acts chapter 17 where it says every man comes from one uh, from one man. So isn't it interesting that God does this? So let me let me go at it a different way for a second before I take your calls. But my lines are open, so if you want to call me, now's the time to get in. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. But this means it says that he chooses the places and the times where everyone uh, you know, everyone was, you know, inhabiting, right? So it says that in verse 26, Acts 17, 26, from one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. Isn't that interesting? So you didn't choose the womb through which you came. You didn't choose the zip code. Uh, you didn't choose the gender. You didn't choose your race or your ethnicity. You chose none of that. I chose none of that. So uh, here's a backwards way of looking at it or a reverse way of looking at it. I cannot be arrogant because I am born on a certain side of the city or a certain state in the country or a certain country over another country. I did not choose what country I was born in. I didn't choose what parents I was born to. So that should push against my arrogance, right? That should push against my sense of I'm better than you because I didn't even choose to be white or black, American or Afghani. Uh, we were all chosen by God to be born at the time. Listen, I didn't even choose the generation I'm born in, whether it was the 80s or the 90s or whether it was uh, the 1700s or whether it was uh, before Christ uh, came to the earth or whether it's somebody that's going to be born uh, 30 years from now. Literally, he chooses the places and the times where men are born. So that should push against my, my arrogance to think that maybe I'm better or my nationality's better, even my country's better, uh, you know, because God is the one who determines the times and the places, right? So I think that that's interesting. That should create a sense of gratitude in me. But it should also create a sense of, of identity like, like a positive identity, like, wow, God, you made me this color. I embrace it, and I'm glad. Wow, God, you made me this this uh, ethnicity. I'm proud, and I'm glad. Uh, wow, God, you made my hair this way. I didn't choose my hair. I mean, maybe you can choose your makeup, <laughs> you know, but you can't, you can't choose, like, your skin color. You can't choose your hair. Uh, God did all of that. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. It should make somebody that I'm talking to right now uh, say amen to the Lord for, for the fact that you're not a mistake. You were ordained by God to be born on your born on date. You didn't even choose a date. You came into the world. God did. So there should be a sense of gratitude in all of us to say, well, Lord, thank you that I'm living at such a time as this. Uh, and thank you that I'm living in the skin that I'm living in. Uh, God is the one uh, who is in charge. So that's sort of the message today. But it also means that we all come from one race. And my question is then, if there's only one race, the human race, how does that impact you? How does that impact race relations? Do you think it could be a helpful solution if we go back to that text in uh, Acts 17, 26 and would be reminded that we all are a part of the same race? Do you think that's helpful? Well, I'd love to hear from you. Let me give you the number, and then I'll kick the show off uh, with my first call in Silver Spring. Here's uh, the number, 
888-432-7434. Let me give it to you one more time. 888-432-7434. All right, let's kick the show off in Silver Spring, Maryland with Aridia, who's on the line. Hi, Aridia. It's Dr. David Anderson. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Davidson. I'm oh. trying to get in touch with you for the longest. Well, you are here right now, <laughs> live with me. So how you doing? I'm doing great. I good. just called you to ask your question. Yes, ma'am. When Cain was fell from the garden, he, mailed, he, he built a city, and he took his sister with him. Now, in the Bible, I read that he took two wives. Did he sister also was his wife? Did was his sister his wife? Who are you talking about again? Adam? No, Cain, Adam's son. Oh, yeah, Adam's son. Cain, yeah, 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 Cain. Um yes. so they had back in that day, uh probably they were a little bit more uh, let's say open to sleeping with their family members. So it's very possible that uh, his sister uh, could have been his wife. I, I think uh, it's still an open question because some people think, well, maybe there were other women at the time. That's possible as well. But back in that day, you, you, you didn't have uh, removal of several uh, people. We, we all come from the same human race anyway. But people were sleeping. I know. People were sleeping with cousins and, and sisters. But genetically, it wasn't a problem closer to the garden. The garden is where the fall happened. And then once the fall happened, sin began to take over our DNA system, right? And so over time, as death continued to uh, take a hold of the human condition, our bodies began to live shorter and it began to have more defects. So it's very possible now that if you have a man who sleeps with a sister, you're going to have a child that has deformities in some way because of the way the DNA is. But back then, people who lived 800, 900 years, and the defects of, of the fall had not fully taken, taken root. So that's my thought on it. I'm not saying that we should be sleeping with our sisters and things of that sort, but I am saying back in that day, you didn't have the same genetic defects that you currently have. Right, right. Yeah. I understand that, but I, I, I'm still confused. The children that he had, he took to wife, Ada and the other one, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't have no children with his sister. Are you sure? Well, that's what that's what I'm confused because we went to a Bible he study may, yeah. last night, he and I'm still had, confused. Well, he may have had children with his with his sister. Is my point? Okay, that's my point. Okay, I, I'm saying that it wouldn't have been that weird back then and there. It's weird to us now. Uh, okay. And there are all kind of defects that would happen now if a if a brother and a sister slept together and had a child, but back then and there, that wasn't that odd uh, to sleep with your sister or it. with your cousin. That's that's my point. I get it. It's the same thing they told me that, um, what's his name? Um, Sarah was her sister of. You talking about uh, what am I talking Abraham, about? Abraham and Sarah? 
Abraham. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sarah so, Abraham was half sister. You, you start, you start tra- tracking all that back. You're going to find some real close connections when it comes to sisters and brothers and things <laughs> of that sort. No doubt about it. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just telling you. I believe it's that's how it was back then and there. Uh, so, but it's not supposed to be that way today. Okay. <laughs> I know that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am going to continue studying it because it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it sure Thank is. Thank you. Hey, you got it, Aridia. Well, if you want to give me a call, maybe you have a comment or a question about uh, the one race. We all come from one man, and that's right. When things got kicked off, they probably were a little bit closer together in the uh, the sleeping together kind of thing and, and multiplying, all right? Uh, but because of sin, the reality is uh, a lot of stuff happened that probably shouldn't have happened, like the multiple marriages. Uh, that, you know, today we don't stand for that. We don't say, hey, listen, you can have multiple wives or even multiple husbands for that matter. You should have just one man, one wife, one lifetime. But back in that day, you had godly men, uh, men after God's own heart, like like David and Abraham and, and all these guys who had multiple wives and concubines. Why? Because sin made men very domineering and very chauvinistic and then became a part of just the culture, even to this day. You know, I wasn't uh, uh, just a couple of days ago, a week ago or so, I was in Africa, and they're dealing with, you know, traditional marriage where you have uh, several wives. And and Muslims often have uh, up to four wives. And so um, all of this was sort of a part of the history uh, and the traditions of those days scripturally. But as we're more enlightened and as we hear what Jesus is saying, it really is supposed to be one man, one woman, uh, one lifetime. Uh, Let me know what you think about this. We're talking today uh, about the theology of one race. And my question is, does the theology of one race uh, impact you? Should it impact race relations in our country? Is it helpful as a solution? Uh, Even as you hear me talk about it, does that kind of shift your thinking? Because the scripture says in Acts 17, 26. That from one man, God created all the nations. And so uh, we go back to one race. Does that help you at all with regard to your own identity, but also with regard to realizing when you look uh, across the office and you see somebody with Asian eyes, or you're Asian and you look across the office and you see somebody with Hispanic hair, that that is actually your brother or sister in the human family. And does that in some way impact the way we should relate to one another, having different mothers, but the same heavenly father with the blood of Christ running through us that unites us, the whole family? I want to know what you think about that. Uh, My phone number again is 888-432-7434. Or really, is it just a spin? Bottom line, yeah, we're one race, but the, the reality is racism comes even though we're one race, it comes because people are darker or people are lighter or people are from one uh, region of the country or of the world and somebody else is from another region. So you can talk all day long, uh, Dr. Anderson, about one race. The reality is we still have racism and this concept is not going to help with racism. Or could it? That's my question. Is it possible that the theology of one race could help us as we teach uh, racial unity? that we need to teach, that we're all human, that one is not better than the other, that, that God created all nations from one man and that he determined the times and the places where we should live and that in him we have our living and our being and our breath and that's where our connection is. 
Could this help race relations? That's what I want to know. And how is it helping you now? Or how does it cause you to ask certain questions? Or what do you think about it? What do you feel about it? That's what I want to know. And that's why I brought the topic. It is Theological Thursday. So I thought I'd kind of bring a theological angle to hear from you on it. Let me give you my number one more time. It's 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. We're talking about the theology of race and should the one race theology, meaning that there are not several races, there's only one race. There's several ethnicities, several nations from which men and women come from, but only one race, the human race. Does that impact in a helpful way a bridge-building solution for race relations? That's my question. And when we come back on the other side of the break, I want to know if you have an answer or if you've thought about it or am I just blowing smoke and it's, we can do a better topic. You let me know. 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge. 888 3 Bridge. Matchless love and beauty, endless word. Nothing in this world will satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Your presence is here. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Join us at the International Place Conference Center, Arlington, December 7th and 8th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com.
Are you interested in trading stocks as a way to generate extra monthly income? Then listen up. Before you waste time or money on another service, you really need to learn about the online trader community that everyone is talking about. This is the group that allows you to trade with their money. That's right. When you complete their training program, Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their own money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep up to 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund's Trader Development Program is producing seriously amazing results. And as a special offer today, they are allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just text the word BUZZ to 48542 to join Apiary's trading program now. Learn how to trade using their money, not your own. To get started, just text BUZZ to 48542. That's B-U-Z-Z to 48542 to join the Apiary Trading Community today. Text BUZZ to 48542. That's BUZZ to 48542. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us. If you're just getting in your car and uh, second half of the show here, I'm glad you're with me. We are talking on this Theological Thursday about the theology of one race, uh, Acts 17, 26. We went over that text together in the first half, talking about the fact that we all come from one race. God made us all from one man, many, many nations. And so all nations or nationalities or ethnicities of people come from just one man and that's adam uh, and a couple adam and eve and so do you think that the one race theology could actually help us and impact us positively about with regard to race relations because we talk about different races all the time right but really there's only one race it's the human race does that theology help us does it does it somehow draw us closer to one another or, or is it just spin? I'd love to hear from you on it. I'm going to give you my number, then I'm going right to the phone lines. Are you ready? Here's the number, 888-432-7434. All right. Let's go to Silver Spring, Maryland, and talk to Nate, who's on the line. Hi, Nate. Thanks for calling. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, no. Nate, you're going in and out. It may be a cell phone. Uh, do me a favor. Call me right back. We'll try to get you back up on the line. Let's go to Omar in Gainesville, Virginia. Hi, Omar. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Omar, are you there? Going once, going twice. Sorry we missed you. All right, let's go to BJ in Waldorf, Maryland. Hi, BJ. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry, BJ. I can't hear you. We're going to have to cut you off there. Let's see if we can get a better phone line, friends. Uh, maybe it's your cell phone. Maybe it's ours. I don't know. But uh, keep calling me and call me back. Let's see if we can get a fresh line. Let me give you the number again, and I'll try uh, Washington, D.C. Here's the number, 888-432-7434. We had three bad calls in a row, so I'm hoping that our technology works. All right, let's go to Shanita Ann in Washington, D.C. Shanita, can you hear me? Well, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yay. We got a good, clean line there. Hey, what are you thinking today about this topic, Shanita? Hi. So I'm so glad I got a chance to speak with you. I um, have an overall comment, and it's 
going to be very, I guess, kind of specific to what I do. So I work with kids, work with the public and health. And yes, and um, from that point of view, it's so unfortunate. Um, It's so unfortunate we can't lift up our strong minds who can embrace differences, Mm -hmm. um, embrace cultures, and embrace how the world is going around by the different perspectives ideologies and mindsets because mm-hmm. without that we wouldn't have innovation we wouldn't have growth right um, we wouldn't even have diseases for our physicians to work with and treat without yeah. the differences so when it comes to the one race mm-hmm. um, I think it's unfortunate because it does in a sense um, allow the thinking to say okay well we're trying to end racism or we're trying to um, come down to the smaller, weaker mindset, and that mm. a strong mindset can say, no, we need to appreciate culture mm. and individualism so that we can learn and grow from each other. So you kind of believe that the one-race <laughs> theology, <laughs> you kind of believe that the one-race theology may somehow uh, strip away the the celebration of our differences. Oh, very much so. Uh-huh. Very much so. We we don't necessarily need one race mm-hmm. for me to understand and appreciate how my Asian sister or my Indian mm. brothers and sisters um, have the same physical physiology as me, but bring a different race, bring uh-huh. a different mindset, and yeah. they bring a different perception. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, that's good. Hey, listen, thanks a lot. I appreciate your comment, and I like uh, the... I have a question, Dr. Oh. Anderson. Okay, go oh, ahead. Ask, ask it quickly. Go ahead. So my question is, us being uh, people of the word, now when it came to uh, the prophecy when Christ said, nation shall rise against nation, mm-hmm. was that speaking of land masses, land masses or nationalities of people? Uh, nationalities of people. Uh, they may have boundary lines, but it's talking about people who are coming from a particular nation or even an ethnicity or coming up against other people uh, so it could be geographical boundary lines, but often it's talking about nationalities because, you know, those boundary lines change all the time. They change. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson, for your intellect, because as we see our great uh, leader, our Savior Christ, told us that this was just a signs of the time. That's I don't right. look to end racism. I look to pray for my enemies, and I thank you again for uh, having me on your show. Blessings to you, Shanita Ann. Uh, appreciate you from Washington, D.C., let me run to my break, and as soon as I get back, I'm going right back to the phone lines to see if I can catch up with, with BJ and Melinda and Mike. Hopefully, I can get a strong line on them. Hopefully, you're enjoying our conversation. Think about it. One race, one human race, does that help us actually with uh, building bridges, or does that kind of hurt us? I'd love to hear what you're thinking. I'll be right back. I feel like taking chances. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Bibuhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is 
an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Okay. They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm. came out. Love it, it was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition. Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? Talking about the theology of one race. Acts 17:26 says it's from one man that all the other nations of men were created. God did it. He even said uh, he chose the exact times and places where men should live, uh, women should live. So actually, uh, we didn't choose our nationality, our ethnicity, or even the time, the generation that we are living in. God did it for us, and so we can't take pride to think that we're better than anyone else, but we surely can't feel worse off. We, we should just feel thankful and gratitude. And like one caller said, celebrating and embracing who we are. It's such a beautiful thing. Our phone number here is 888-432-7434. Let's go to Waldorf, Maryland, see if we can get BJ again. Hi, BJ. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you, sir? I'm uh, alive and grateful. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Doing great. I can hear you better now, my friend. Excellent, excellent. What are you thinking? Um, well, I'm sorry? What are you thinking? Yes, sir. Um, well, uh, first and foremost, um, th that uh, the theology of one race is uh, completely biblically accurate. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and uh, it, it's 
its uh, truth, um, uh, and I agree 100% with it. Um, however, mm-hmm. um, when 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 uh, that theology is um, uh, proposed with uh, with regards to anthropology, mm-hmm. oftentimes um, it, it it's it's given and taught in a way that um, is dismissive uh-huh. of, uh, yes, of one's uh, ethnicity and um, yeah. and one's cultural background and cultural mm-hmm. upbringing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it can be taught in a way mm-hmm. um, much like the way you do it, because um, uh, I follow mm-hmm. you and I, and I study you a great deal, but um, uh, much like in the way you do it to mm-hmm. where you honor both the anthropology of God, mm-hmm. and you also honor the diversity uh, and inclusion of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and both uh, are, with a proper hermeneutic, both can be clearly seen mm-hmm. um, and clearly taught to where you can see that um, the diversity that God has created is, 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 uh, is the diversity that we see here on the earth is divine. Mm-hmm. It is not, you know, it, and it yeah. is intentional of God. Yeah. And we are of one race. I'm well, sorry, did I cut you off? No, you used a word I really like, by the way. And I think you, I don't want to run. I don't want to run past this word because you used it and it just resonated with my spirit, BJ. You said that sometimes the one race theology could almost be dismissive uh, of our cultural difference. And I like the word dismissive because I think that's what can happen when you teach one race theology. It's true. It's biblical, right? But if we just say we're all from one race and we all have Jesus, now let's move forward and, and let's not talk about race. It could be really dismissive of the cultural distinctions and the beauty that we find within the diversity. And I, I like that word dismissive just because I don't think people mean to be dismissive, but that's how it comes off if you don't acknowledge and celebrate the diversity among us. What do you think? Um, uh, uh, thank you so much for asking me uh, that. Yes, because I, I wanted to chime in about that. No, I, I 100% agree with you, Doc. And, and here's the other portion. Um, it, you know, the reason why this topic is so touchy is, especially here in the Western world, um, is because of this country's history and its past. Right. Um, and, it, and until we continue to have discussion, healthy discussion, mm-hmm. healthy debate even, mm-hmm. healthy disagreement even mm-hmm. uh, um, about this history's past, um, it's going to be hard to step into the future mm. um, or even know how to operate in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, it, 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 it doesn't have to be that way mm. if, if we, you know, if we talk about racism and, and what that looks like, and, and look at um, how what, what does what does my uh, ethnicity, how can I view my mm. ethnicity and or race, whichever one you yeah. prefer, through the lens of the gospel? Yeah. Um, when you when you view it that way, yeah. Um, while still handling the cultural climate mm-hmm. and being culturally relevant. You can address both. It doesn't like have to it. be either or. It can be both and. I like it. I like the honoring of, of all of us uh, through this, the way the scripture does it. Hey, th- BJ, thanks for talking. I like I like connecting with you. Don't be make this make sure this is not the last time you call me, okay? 
Hey, listen, Doc, I just want to throw in this one last thing. Hey, listen, yeah. you, do you, do you want a co-host? Because I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I'm a young brother. I could come up there and we could kick it, man. All right, come on. Hey, shoot me an email. Maybe I'll have you in one day just so we can have a good time. What do you think about that? Hey, I love it. If you like it, I love it. All right, man, you got it. Blessings to you. That's BJ from Waldorf. He did pretty good there. Maybe I should have him up. Uh, so shoot me an email. That would be fun, man. Hey, Nate called back. I think I have him on the line, so let's go there. Hi, Nate. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Dr. Anderson? Doing great. A much better line. Thanks a lot, my friend. What are you thinking? So, um, you know, the one-race theology, I do believe that it's truth. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe that, like all truth, it has to be rightly divided. Mm. And um, mm. wow. it has to be... It has to be revealed to you through spirit. It mm. can't be revealed to you carnal ways. Right. If it's revealed to you in carnal ways, that's when you become dismissive, like the caller mm. my man BJ just said before. Right. That's when you become dismissive. That's when you start to to uh, to, to shut out realities, and mm. you become a person that, you know, you're just, you look like your head's in the clouds. Yeah. You're not in reality. It has to be revealed to you through spirit. Mm. When it was revealed to me carnally, the human race started to disappoint me and mm. let me down. Mm. And it got me to a point where I got so bitter at the human race because it was revealed to me through flesh. Mm. It was revealed to me through me wanting to give my love to the human race. Mm -hmm. But my love is not good enough. Mm. When it was revealed to me through spirit now that we're mm. all one race, right. what happened was there was a compassion. There was a compassion and an understanding mm. for the human condition. How about so now that? when my brother does me wrong, I realize that I do wrong all the time wow. and that I'm forgiven for it, huh. that I'm giving grace for it. Right. And I can extend that grace to my fellow man because this truth that we are all one race was revealed to me by the Spirit, mm -hmm. just like all truth, just like, it's just like Adam well, and, and you Eve. Re you received When it. they bit the apple, the truth that they were naked was revealed to them, but yeah. it was revealed to them through disobedience, through carnality. Yeah. If, 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 if the reality that Adam and Eve... The first man and the first woman, if that reality was revealed to them through God, yeah. it would have been a joyous day. I mean, we are talking about sure. the first man and the first woman, Dr. Anderson. Yeah. We're talking about Eve was greatest was the greatest model there was. Mm. Her body was perfect. Well, I, I love Adam the way was you— was the greatest model there was. Yeah, I love the way you <laughs> put it there, uh, Nate. Let me let you roll, but I love the way you put it there with regard to— uh, not only just having the truth, but then rightly dividing the truth. You said it. You said it well, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, let me run to Melinda. Melinda's in Temple Hills, Maryland. Hi, Melinda. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Oh, hi, Dr. Anderson. Wow, it's getting kind of hot and misty there. So I'm going <laughs> to make nothing kind of short. Wow. Mm. Anyway, I just want to say I do believe in the uh, one race theology. It is biblical. We come from one blood. Mm -hmm. However, uh, just kind of pay piggybacking off the other two callers. I mean, you look at things that are happening in society, you cannot dismiss the history mm. of things that have brought divisiveness mm -hmm. between races of people. You know, we try, and those who come to the knowledge and the understanding and the enlightenment of truth, you know, you, you, you walk in love. You try yeah. your best to do that every day. But when you look at situations mm -hmm. that constantly remind you yeah. of, of, of culture diversities, 
it's kind of hard, mm-hmm. and you constantly have a challenge when you see people with supremacist attitudes and Ku Klux Klan and all these other things, you know, right. blacks against whites, whites against black. It's very difficult, mm. but it can be done. All things are possible. That's why Jesus went to Amen. that cross. Amen. However, <laughs> that's why he went to the cross, but we cannot dismiss some of the things that we still see. You can't, you can't, be, dismi- you can't be dismissive, and you can't, uh, like you said so well, dismiss the history. Thank you so much, my sister. I got to run, but I'm coming back in three minutes. May apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Washington, D.C.? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Washington, D.C. area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Washington, D.C. is a perfect market for my system, and this week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 82000 right now because this free ticket offer expires this Friday. Just text your zip code to 82000. I have a confession. I'm one of the 80 million people in the U.S. that suffer from vein disease. Instead of seeing a doctor for years, I covered up my legs and lived with the embarrassment and pain of ugly, bulging varicose and spider veins. What a mistake. Thankfully, I heard about Vein Clinics of America. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Worthington Kirsch, a physician at Vein Clinics of America. Vein disease is more common than people realize and typically goes undiagnosed. Often recognized as embarrassing varicose or spider vein that left untreated can be debilitating and dangerous. At Vein Clinics of America, we're specialists in the diagnosis and treatment of vein disease. Using minimally invasive treatments, Vein Clinics of America had me back on my feet in about an hour. No more burning, fatigue, or covering up. If you suspect you may have vein disease, Call now to see if you qualify for a free evaluation. Treatments are covered by most insurance, including Medicare. Call 800-303-4141. That's 800-303-4141. 800-303-4141. Hi, friends. Tom Lewis for Cross International. Hey, this is a big month to save almost 2,000 children. How many kids can you save? Where? The country is Guatemala, the fourth hungriest nation on the globe. Children rescued every day that are facing malnutrition and starvation at alarming levels. We need your help to provide food for 2,000 additional rescued children before the end of the year. We're hoping that we can get that covered just in the next few days. 888-257-4255 is the phone number to call. How can you help? A $39 one-time gift feeds one of these children for a full year. Gives them the nutrition, gives them hope, and the hope of Christ. 888-257-4255. How many kids can you help? Help as many as possible. 888-257-4255 or on the web at wava.com. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? 
With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. And I want to thank all of you for your support and for your backup here and always for the conversations we have. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Back to the phone lines. Mike is on the phone. He's from uh, Marlow Heights, Maryland. So let's go there. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. How about yourself, Dr. Anderson? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging and thanks for waiting on the line. Hey, what are you thinking, Mike? I had a question about a, a scripture in Romans 9, the verse 7 and 8. It says, it basically sounds like it's saying God is not, well, certain people are not the children of God because it says, uh, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as seed. So is that, isn't that God sort of making a distinction and saying that people, if you didn't, if you, if they didn't come from Isaac, that they're not uh, his children? Well, <laughs> you're getting deep into theology. Let me make it real clear, though. Romans 9 through 11 is really God's special program for the people of Israel. So what he's doing is he's really talking about either children uh, who are Israelites or children who are Gentiles. And so the way that we get to become children of God is through Abraham's seed. You're absolutely right. But there is a difference between the children of God and, let's say, the creation of the human family of God. And so in the other passage I was talking about in Acts chapter 17, when it says that we are all God's offspring, what, what, what it's talking about oh, yeah, there, he created us all. that's yeah, what, he, that's he, what he it's talking about. All of us, right? Yep, yeah. exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. So in a okay. sense, if you say we're all God's children, if you mean it by saying the human family, like I believe Acts 17 is talking about, then fine. But sometimes when people say all of God's children, you and I know they're not all God's children. I mean, he's either children of the father or children of the devil. You know what I mean? And so we have to just yeah, make a okay. theological distinction. So I'm glad you're you're making that distinction. But the Acts 17 distinction, when it says we're all God's offspring, it simply means that we're all a part of the human family. And that, and in um, uh, Psalm 24:1, when it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everyone who lives in it, um, that means every human being on the face of the planet comes from God. Now, also, uh, Mike, what some people do is they use the passages I'm talking about right now uh, to basically say all of us are God's children, his offspring, and that we all have salvation. You and I know theologically that that's not true, but some people use those passages to say that. So I'm glad you actually made the distinction. Okay. Yeah, that's good. In other words, in in order to be a child of God, you must be born again. Bottom line, right? (laughs) There you go. Well, listen, friends, uh, we've come to the end of our show, and that's the truth. In order to be a child of God, you must be born again. How can you be born again? 
All you got to do is invite Christ to come into your life and admit that you are a sinner and you're separated from him and that you need him. And if you do that, you shall be saved. Lord Jesus, thank you for the salvation that comes in Jesus' name, through Jesus. Amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.